Somebody needs to shout Jesus this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. I said shout Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. He's the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Come on. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. He's the door. John said, after this, I I heard a trumpet. and He said, I heard a voice. And he said, I looked up in heaven, and there was a door. Jesus is the door, church. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Glory to God. You can be seated this morning. We're just going to jump right into this. I don't really have a text text this morning. I normally have a text, and we go from there. I'm going to do more theme preaching today, I guess. You might want to call it that, but there'll be some expository in there as well. Hallelujah. How many knows the Lord is good today? Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach on the thought this morning. There is power in the blood. Won't you just shout that out, church? There is power in the blood. Come on. I said there is power in the blood. Hallelujah. We used to sing a few songs back in the day. Come on. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Then we used to sing this song. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, I said it will never, it will never lose its power. It reaches the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, ever, ever lose its power. It's still saving lives today. Somebody needs to shout, there's power in the blood. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today. Well, praise the name of Jesus today. Adam, we we talk about Adam a lot, right? When Adam sinned in the garden, he sold us into the slavery of sin. We were born into sin. Nobody had to tell us how to lie. Nobody had to tell us how to hate. (laughs) Nobody had to tell us how to be jealous. Nobody had to tell us how to steal. We were born into the slavery of sin. A slave, though, was redeemed or can be redeemed or bought back when someone pays the price for their freedom. So let me give you some scriptures today. The book of Hebrews, the second chapter, verses 16 and 17, says, For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. Look around your neighbor and say, he's talking about us this morning. (laughs) He made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sin of the people. Jesus became the ransom and therefore appeased the wrath of God on our behalf. Jesus, as our high priest, went to God on our behalf with his 
blood. Jesus paid the price with his blood. This is what Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. He says that knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot, without blemish and without spot. So here's what, here's what Peter says. Peter says that we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. We're not redeemed with money. Jesus didn't use money to, to buy us back. <laughs> he, the Bible says that we are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. God redeemed us. He bought us back from the slavery of sin, not with money, but with his precious blood. Peter uses the word precious to describe the blood of Jesus. Here's what that means. The Greek word precious has a twofold meaning. Number one, costly in the sense of value. Number two, highly esteemed or held in honor. The blood of Jesus is costly because it's God's blood. It's costly because it's God's blood. You gotta grab, somebody needs to grab that this morning. See, salvation is, was free for us, but it costs something for him. The blood is highly esteemed. It's held in honor because Jesus took off his glory and put on humanity. That's why he was made like unto his brethren. He didn't come in the form of an angel, but he came in the seed of man so that he could become our kinsman redeemer. And so he took off his glory and he put on humanity and he died on an old rugged cross and he shed his blood to buy us back from the slavery of sin. In. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fact that Jesus put on humanity enabled him to redeem us from the slavery of sin. If you want to read the story about how this applies, if you just go back and read the Old Testament book of Ruth, it's about the kinsman redeemer and how that they were lost their land, but the kinsman redeemer redeemed it back. And Jesus became our kinsman redeemer when he was born as a baby in a manger and he put on humanity because from that moment forward, it was all about getting to the cross so that he could shed his precious blood for us so that he could buy us back from the slavery of sin. I need somebody to shout, there's power in the blood. If you're on Facebook today or YouTube, you need to comment in the comment section. There is power in the blood. Now, not just any blood. I said not just any blood. Look what the writer in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 says. He says, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. It's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. And, and look at verse 11. So we're going to look at this. It says, And every high priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which could never take away sins. 
Here's what he says. The writer says this in the book of Hebrews. It's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. He paints us a picture in verse 11. He says that the Old Testament high priest is always standing, ministering every day, offering the same sacrifices day in and day out. But that those same sacrifices that he offered every day as he stood, as he stood there, could never take away sin. Never take away sin. The Old Testament high priest's job was never finished. It was never finished. He was always standing, the same, making the same sacrifices day after day. Watch this. It was a vicious cycle of them being reminded of their sins. Every day, he would make the sacrifice. And every day, he would remind them of their sins. Because he could not take away their sins. He could just cover it up. You know, it's like when you sweep the floor up, you pick up the corner of the rug... And you put that little bit of dirt on it. Y'all laughing because everybody's done it. <laughs> you put that little bit of dirt under the rug, you just cover it up, but that dirt's still there. But if you'll sweep up that floor and get that dustpan out and sweep it up into that dustpan and take it outside and throw it outside, it removed the dirt. See, the blood of bulls and goats could only cover the sin. It could not remove the sin. Therefore, it could never take it away. And so they were always reminded of their sins. Aren't you glad that God says, I don't remember them anymore? Aren't you glad that he says, I don't remember your sins anymore, that I have removed them as far as the east is from the west? In other words, from eternity to eternity, I have removed your sins and I remember them no more. Hallelujah. Some of y'all keep beating yourself up. You need to ask God to forgive you and let the blood fix your life. Oh, somebody needs to get a hold of that this morning. Hallelujah. Look what verse 12 says in Hebrews chapter 10. But this man, talking about Jesus, this man, after he had suffered one sacrifice for sins forever, what did he do? Someone say it with me. Sat down at the right hand of God. You see the Old Testament high priest, when you see him, he's always standing. When we see Jesus, he's sitting. Jesus offered one sacrifice for sin, and he sat down. What did Jesus say at the cross? It is finished. In other words, my blood is sufficient. I paid for the sins of the world. My work on earth is done. I've shed the blood. I've paid the price. It is finished. Now I'm going to go and sit down at the right hand of the Father. My goodness, somebody needs to shout Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. 
Jesus is able to sit down because his blood paid for the sins of mankind. Sin has already been paid for. Past, present, future, it's been paid for. All we have to do is accept Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of our life. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Watch this in Hebrews chapter 9. I love the book of Hebrews. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. Beginning in verse 22, it says, According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with what? Better sacrifices than these. (laughs) For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God. For who? For us. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Somebody needs to shout Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, Christ did not enter into the holy places made with hands. In other words, the tabernacle that man made. Christ did not enter into that tabernacle with his blood. Christ entered into the holy of holies in heaven. (laughs) The holies of holies in the tabernacle that Moses made was a copy of the holies of holies already in heaven. That's what he's saying. Moses saw it and he duplicated it. Jesus didn't go into the duplicated one. He went into the authentic one. He went into the original. He went into the ones that was made in heaven with his blood. My goodness, somebody help me this morning. Woo! Christ is now manifested in heaven. The Old Testament high priest could only appear before God once a year on the Day of Atonement. He would get all dressed up. He would, he would bathe. He would put on the linen breeches. He would put on the mitar. He would put on the, the breastplate. He would put on the, the everything that he needed to. He would put blood on his, I think, on his ear and on maybe somewhere else. And he would go in once a year. He would have incense. They would have the incense. There would be a thick cloud of smoke. And he would appear before God one time a year on behalf of the people. Watch this. Watch this. Christ appears openly before God in heaven on our behalf. He ever lives to intercede for the saints. Jesus advocates on our behalf before God. You have the greatest defense attorney ever, and his name is Jesus. 
I need a Savior. Come on, somebody. Christ does not offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holies of holies annually. It was not necessary for Christ to offer himself often. Watch. Christ's offering of himself is eternally effective, which is why he said it is finished on the cross. It's eternally effective. I need somebody to shout, there's power in the blood. blood. Hallelujah. Watch this in Hebrews chapter 9, 11 through 14. But Christ came as a high priest of of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more? How much more? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Verse 11, when you study the book of Hebrews, verse 11 begins with the word but. But. The word but is a pivot. In basketball, they teach you how to pivot on one foot. So this is a pivot on which the argument swings between the Old Testament and the New Testament. When we read the book of Hebrews, the the word Hebrews means to cross over. And really what the book of Hebrews is about is the crossing over from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And in this chapter, in verse 11, we see where the argument swings from the Old Testament to the New Testament when he uses the word, but. But Christ being come. The words being come is a paragenome, and it means to come alongside, to arrive upon the scene. Christ came upon the human scene. It speaks of advent. The definition of an advent is the arrival of something awaited or important. Here's what he's saying. Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. Christ brought with him a better covenant. Let me give you some examples. Are you ready? Let me get me a drink of water here. Here's some examples. Old covenant. Gifts and sacrifices by those guilty of sin. New covenant, self-sacrifice by the guiltless Christ. Application, Christ died for you. 
Old covenant, focused on a physical building where one goes to worship. New covenant, focuses on the reign of Christ in the hearts of believers. Application, God is directly involved in your life. Old covenant is a model. New covenant is a reality. Application, not temporal, but eternal. Eternal. Old covenant is limited promises. New covenant is limitless promises. Application, we can trust God's promises to us. Old covenant, failed agreement by the people. New covenant, faithful agreement by Christ. Application, Christ has kept the agreement where people could not. Old covenant, external standards and rules. New covenant, internal standards, a new heart. Application, God sees both actions and motives. We are accountable to God, not rules. Somebody should have shouted right there. Old covenant, limited access to God. New covenant, unlimited access to God. Application, God is personally available to all of us. <laughs> Old covenant based on fear. New covenant based on love and forgiveness. The application, forgiveness keeps our failures from destroying the agreement. Old covenant, legal cleansing. New covenant, personal cleansing. Application, God's cleansing is complete. Old covenant, continual sacrifice. New covenant, conclusive sacrifice. Application, Christ's sacrifice was perfect and final. Old covenant, obey the rules. New covenant, serve the living God. Application, we have a relationship, not regulations. Old covenant, forgiveness earned. New covenant, forgiveness freely given. Application, we have true and complete forgiveness. Old covenant, repeated yearly. New covenant, completed by Christ's death. Application, Christ's death can be applied to your sin. Old covenant, man's effort. New covenant, God's grace. Application, initiated by God's love for us. My goodness, somebody needs to help me this morning. Old covenant, available to some. New covenant, available to all. Whosoever application available to you aren't you glad this morning that Jesus came with better promises and a better covenant that we're all access we can all have access to the kingdom he didn't say for God so loved the world that he's only going to save a few He said, for God so loved the world that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's a whosoever gospel. My goodness. See, Christ did not go into the holy place with with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered once. Jesus obtained eternal redemption by his blood. If you're saved this morning, this is what you need to say to yourself. I've been sealed till the day of redemption. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. (laughs) My name's been written in the Lamb's book of life. My past has been forgiven. My sins have been forgotten. And I'm going to live forever with him some sweet day.
Woo! He obtained eternal redemption by the blood. The writer says that the blood of bulls and goats and the sprinkling of the ashes of the heifer can sanctify the flesh. But then he asked this question. How much more? How much more can the blood of Christ do? The blood of Christ paid for the sins of the world. The blood of Christ doesn't cover sin. It removes sin. The blood of Christ bought back the title deed to the earth. God gave Adam dominion in the garden. And when Adam sinned, he lost dominion. But Christ's death, watch this. Revelation 5, 1 through 7. He says, and I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no man, he said, and no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even look at it. He says, so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders saith, said to me, do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed. He has won to open the book and to loose the seven seals. Oh, somebody help me preach this morning. I looked and behold in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. John said, I was up in heaven. He said, and I heard this loud, strong angel begin to say, who can open the book? Who can loose the seals? Who can read the book? John said, I begin to look around in heaven. He said, I didn't see anybody worthy in heaven. He said, then I looked upon the earth and I didn't find anybody worthy on the earth. He said, then I looked under the earth and I didn't find anybody worthy under the earth. John said, I begin to weep much. I begin to be, I begin to cry. He said, but one of the elders came up to me and he said, John, stop your crying. Oh, John, don't weep no more because the lamb has prevailed. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seal. And John said, I did a double take in heaven. I don't know how he missed him, but he missed him the first time around. He said, I did a double take. And there he was. I saw the lamb that had been slain. Somebody needs to shout Jesus this morning. A lot of Bible scholars believe that the scroll that was written on the backside and sealed with seven seals is the title deed to the earth. He said no one was able to open the book, to read the book, or even look thereon, except the lamb that had been slain for us. Watch this. Revelation 5 verse 9. And they sang a 
new song <laughs> saying you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals if you for you were slain and had redeemed us to God by your blood out of every nation every tribe every kindred every tongue we've been redeemed he bought us back somebody needs to give God some praise today I don't know about you this morning, but I know I've been sealed till the day of redemption. My goodness. My goodness. I'm trying to hold it together. Woo! Hallelujah! Let me just take a praise break right now. I know I've been sealed till the day of redemption. I know my sins have been forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus today. Lord, you are worthy. (laughs) You are worthy, Lord. Oh, you are so worthy, Jesus. You took my place. Oh, hallelujah. Praise his name. We have been purchased. (laughs) We have been purchased. With the blood. The Bible says that we are the purchased possession of God. He thought so much of us that he sent the best that heaven had to offer. And he shed his own blood so that you and I could live with him for all of eternity. We are covered. Look at your neighbor. Say, we are covered. Tell them again. I, I got two people that got it. Tell, look at your neighbor and tell them. Say, we are covered by the, normal. we are covered by the blood. Some of you need to get excited. Quit being the church of the frozen and start being the church of the chosen. My goodness, somebody help me this morning. We are covered by the blood of the Lamb. I've been washed. My sins have been washed away. Hallelujah. Some of y'all forgot. Oh, help me, God. I'm going to start meddling now. Some of y'all forgot where God found you. That's why you sit in your pews and you got your arms crossed and you look down your noses at other people because you forgot the hell that God brought you out of. But I ain't forgot where he found me. I ain't forgot the sin that he got out of my life. Hallelujah. My goodness. I know where I've been. And I know where he's brought me from. Woo. Now, I'll tell your neighbor, say, you've been covered. I want to leave you with an illustration this morning. I got with me this morning my prayer shawl from Israel that my buddy Eddie got me, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I've had this a long time, and I'm going to ask my dad to come up and help me. Brother Gary, if you'll come up here and stand. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot this back so we can get you right here in the middle. Cause, uh, see? See? We've been covered. When we come to God, we don't come to God as strangers. We don't come to God as sinners. Oh, no. We've been covered. See? Oh, Holy Ghost, I feel you. See? See? When we come to God, we come as a child. We come as an heir. We come as a joint heir. We come as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been justified. We've been purified. We've been sanctified. We've been washed in the cleansing power of the blood. We've been covered. See, the Bible says to come before God's throne boldly. When you understand, when you understand that you've been covered, when you understand that your sins have been forgiven, when you understand that you're justified, when you understand that you're the righteousness of God, when you understand that you're a child, when you understand that you're an heir and a joint heir, you can come to God and say, God, here I am. I need your help. I need you. You can come boldly and obtain mercy and grace in your time of need. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. See, we come to God as a child, as an heir, as a joint heir. We come to God righteous because we have been justified. Oh, help me, Lord. The Bible says to, to not, any, not let any corrupt talk come from us. Some of us spend more time talking about our past and the corruptness of our life, of our past, than we do our future. And we're just like that Old Testament high priest. We're reminding ourselves daily of the vicious cycle of our sins. When our sins have been washed. When our sins have been forgiven. When our sins have been forgiven. I can't, as long as I'm attached to my past, I'll never reach my destination. Paul said this, forgetting everything that was behind him. He said, I'm going to reach to everything that is before me. And I'm going to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Father, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the unction of the, of the Holy Spirit right now. Some of us are too busy resurrecting dead things. Mm -hmm. God kills it, and we go back and resurrect it. You got to leave that dead thing dead. You got to leave it alone. Oh, Holy Ghost. Hmm. We are covered. There is power. Power. Wonder-working power.
power in the blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That blood has never lost its power. It still reaches the highest mountain. It still flows to the lowest valley. It still saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. I'm telling you, there is power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah, Father. Praise and I just take it with you, brother. Hallelujah. Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no way.